Welcome to the Lion's Drive. I am Pastor Jimmy Odukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. One of the Sundays we spoke about expectation being the key. How people remember that? And one of the things I wanted to touch on very quickly were the four pillars of expectation. Say four pillars of expectation. If it is indeed a, a month of signs and wonders, we must walk around with an expectation to see and to be signs and wonders. The Bible says the earth is waiting for the earnest manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Signs and wonders will not happen without you. It is on you. He says, behold, I and the children the Lord has given unto me are for signs. He's done his part. Now it's left for us to do ours. Amen? Somebody say expectation. So the four pillars of expectation very quickly. The first pillar is a posture of faith. Somebody say posture of faith. Now what is the definition of the word posture. It says it's a position or bearing of the body where characteristics are assumed for a special purpose. It is the position of the bearing of the body whether characteristic or assumed for a special purpose. When your body goes into a certain kind of position, we say it's a posture. Another definition says the state or condition at any given time, say any given time, especially with respect to capability in particular circumstances. It is a state or condition. Your mind, it is a state. It is the way you function. Another definition for posture says a conscious mental or outward behavioral attitude. See, I can tell a lot about a person by the posture that they have, both internally and externally. You see, I can tell if a person is confident if he walks into a room by his body posture. I can tell if a person is shy, if a person is attentive, if a person is relaxed, if a person is inviting, if a person is standoffish, if a person is stuck up. I can assume all of that just by looking at their posture. If I walked into a room with my shoulders slumped and my head down and my hands quaking and my eyes all over the place, you probably say, ah, that guy is a very timid person. And if I said, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you today about expectation. What would you think? If I come to you and I say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about expectation. What would you say? Now, I said the exact same thing. Exact same words. The only difference was my posture. And when it comes to expectation, we must have a posture of faith. I wrote this down. I said, when a lion is about to hunt, you can tell by the posture they get into. When runners are about to go on a race, they must assume a certain position. They say, on your marks. So when they're standing, when it's time, they adjust their posture. Are you with me? You see, faith is the posture of expectation. 
It is a decision to see everything through the lens of faith. Everything through the lens of faith. In this season of signs and wonders, the way we see, the lens through which we see is faith. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, Ah, this cup is half empty. No, this cup is half full. Ah, I'm on, we don't get cow, no petrol. Eh, it's okay. We get legs us. Legs. <laughs> legs us. The Bible says in Psalm that this is the day. Hold on. Let's go there very quickly. Let me show you something. Put up Psalm 118.24. Seeing everything through the lens of faith. This day in which God saved me. <laughs> Let's start there. This, you are living in a day that God saved you already. The fact that you slept and you woke up and you are here and you are seated, it's another day God has saved you. See, the fact that you are alive means God is not through with you yet. Because many went to bed and did not wake up. So every day you open your eyes. Say, ah, this, the day, put it back on the screen. The day that God has saved me is the day that the Lord has made. Did you make the day? So every day you get to participate is the day that the Lord has made. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday, that you crossed over in today. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day my situation turns around. This is the day my circumstances change. This is the day. Everywhere I go, I walk with the expectation. I walk with the condition, with the mental consciousness that this is the day. You see, expectation means expect action. Listen, anywhere I enter, I'm not normal. I'm not ordinary. I expect God to walk on my behalf. Everywhere I go, true story, I remember there was a time I was in university and there was this lady, I think we went into this place and we're trying to ask, she was supposed to give us, I don't remember what it was, but there was a long line and I watched how to everyone, she was very mean, very short, very impatient. I said, ah, ah. I said, God, you know for me to be different. And she kept going, one, two, three, as soon as I stood in front of her, all of a sudden, she was like, hello, how can I help you? Even me, I shock. <laughs> but she was so pleasant. And I was like, wow, what is going on? And he said, but you asked. You see, you have not because you ask not. If you walk Everywhere you go, listen, I live my life expecting things to happen for me. Because greater is he that is in me. I was in Suramogaji many years ago. I was walking in Lupuju. I don't know where I was going. I don't know where I was going. I don't know where I was going, but I was walking. Because I'm trying to remember where I was going. I have no idea. I, don't, I think we were trying to find a place to take passport pictures. So I was in Lupuju so many, many years ago. And I'm walking by. 
And there used to be this barber shop in Oshiramogaji, near the Little Saints. Anybody look at you and you know what I'm talking about. There was a little barber shop. And I'm walking by and I could hear this little boy screaming. You know when kids go to get their hair cut and it's like tug of war between the barber and the child. And the boy was screaming. And he was screaming like he was getting stabbed. It was quite, you know, intense. And I'm walking and I heard the Holy Spirit say, go inside and stand next to him. Once you stand next to him, he will keep quiet. So I went inside. And I just stood next to him. And as soon as I stood next to him, the Baba said, the Baba first looked me. He looked the boy. The guy was very calm. I was just standing. And then I moved to walk away. As soon as I moved, he started crying. He said, no! Okay, come back, come back, come back, come back. Okay, I beg. I don't know what you carry or what you do. See this place? I'll just stand here. So I stood. And I held his hand till he was done. Because I expected that when I entered the situation, it must change. You see, when we think about signs and wonders, we think about miraculous big in your everyday life you expect says i and the children the lord has given unto me are for signs that means every day that i'm alive a sign must occur a wonder must occur i walk in looking for an avenue to show that god is inside of me posture that means if somebody is sick you lay hands. It's either you believe it or you don't. What do you expect? How can you lay hands if you do not believe? Hey, you look. I say, in the name of Jesus, you put your hands. You expect things to happen. I can tell you countless stories of many times I've expected things to happen. And he yielded for me. Because those, they that know their God. Those that know their God. Because if you are doubting his capacity, then do you really know your God? Because they that know their God shall be strong. And do what? Somebody say, post your faith. Let me put another scripture on the board, Matthew 7, 7 to 11, Amplified Version. A posture of faith. It says this. Ask. And what? Keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek. And keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock. And keep on knocking. And the door will be what? Now, the Lord showed me what does asking, seeking, and knocking all have in common? Expectation. When you ask, you expect an answer. When you are seeking, you are expecting to find. When you are knocking, you are expecting he says, all who ask, they will receive. 
all who seek, they will find. All who knock. But pastor, you don't understand. I've been asking and ask and keep on asking. Sir, I've been seeking. Seek and keep on seeking. Sir, you don't know I've been knocking on this door. Knock and keep on knocking. After we have done all things to stand, yet... Expectation. Put it, put it on the screen. Continue. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and anyone who keeps on seeking what? Finds. Continue on. And anyone who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Though it tarries, it will surely come to pass. Keep on knocking. Because it will be opened. Or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread, will instead give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will instead give him a snake? If you then, evil, sinful by nature, in other words, the heart of man is evil and desperately wicked, but in your desperate wickedness, if in your sinful nature, you know how to give good, so from your simple nature, you can still find a way to give good. If you, from sin, can give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven, who is goodness personified, he does not act in a good way, he is good. He does not act in a kind way, he is kind. He does not act in a loving way, he is love. If you, who are wicked, can give good, to your children, how much more the good God in heaven, perfect as he is, give what is good and advantageous to those who keep on asking him. In this month, we will continue to ask. They say a closed mouth can never be fed. You ask. And we'll keep on asking according to his will. Father, you said ask and we shall receive. Father, you said seek and we will find. Father, you said knock and it will be opened. This month we will ask. Second Corinthians 9.8. Put it on the screen. Second Corinthians 9.8. And God. And who? Who is able? God is able to make God is able to make all grace every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances regardless of the need have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him. <laughs> and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Listen to this. Under all circumstances, regardless of the need, you have complete sufficiency. So you are not, you are not controlled or affected by the status of the economy. 
You do not care about how much is or is not in your bank account. It does not matter what it looks like on the outside. It says in all things you have complete sufficiency. Your sufficiency does not come from your bank account. It does not come from your job. It does not come from your network. Because when you realize it is in him that you live and he is your sufficiency, regardless of what you may be facing in all things, God is able to make every good thing abound towards me. If you have that mindset, if you have that mindset, you see, it's not by having a lot of money that means that you are okay. You can have a lot of money and not have peace. Then you realize there are certain things that money cannot buy. <laughs> you can have all the money and feel lost. That's why you hear a lot of rich people committing suicide. How? How can rich people, when you have everything, you can be in a room full of people but still feel alone. But when you realize that your sufficiency does not come from things that are seen. Things that can be taken away. Things that can be bought in or traded. No, your sufficiency comes from the all-sufficient one. Who can make everything abound to you in every circumstances. So what you have or does not have does not affect the sufficiency of God. You cannot judge him by your materialism. So because I have, then God is good. Paul said, I've learned to abase and abound. In everything, I have complete sufficiency in the one who created me. He can make all graces. Sometimes grace is peace in the midst of chaos. <laughs> Sometimes grace is joy when it makes no sense. Peace that passes all understanding. Sometimes that is self-sufficiency. The Lord that knows what you need before you know you have need of it. Looks at the situation and knows how to give you that grace that is needed for everything to be sufficient. You may not have money in your account, but you get an alert to take you to church and bring you back. That is sufficiency. There is no food in the store, but somehow there is always food on the table. That is sufficiency. I may not have the job that I want, but guess what? Every day I go and come back, and guess what? Somehow I get an alert at the end of the month. That is sufficiency. Dollar is doing job rope, high rope, lot rope, but somehow I am still surviving. That is sufficiency. It is a posture. It is a posture of faith. Somebody say posture of faith. Ooh, look at my time. Okay, okay, let's jump to the next one because of my time. The second one. Ooh. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, because of time. The second one, confidence in God's character. That's the second pillar. Some say confidence in God's character. You see, expectation is rooted in the confidence of God's character and faithfulness. You see, character is the attribute or feature that distinguishes a person. Somebody say character. Expectation is rooted in the confidence of God's character and faithfulness. Let me show you something. Can you give me that back, please? Let's, I want to do something. Let me see. Give me, give me this. Thank you. Let me see. All right. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Huh. Hello, ma'am. Please stand. Please come. one. Come, come, please stand. Drink it. No, no, no. Drink it. But you just asked me what's inside. So you don't know what's inside. You don't know. But I asked you to drink it. Yeah, drink it. Drink it. No, no, drink, drink, drink more. No, just one more, just one more, just one more, just one more. Ma, you've already tasted it. If it's just, just, yeah, 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 just drink more. Fantastic. Thank you. Just hold, just hold that. PD, come. Come, come. Please, sir. Do you know what's inside? Drink it. All right. Okay. Now, I want you to watch what happened. Now, to my surprise, they both drank it. Because... She first asked a question, though. What is inside? Now, whether out of pressure, because people say, Pastor said you should drink it, drink it. Say, okay, but what? She, she drank a little bit, tasted small, a sip. Then she, I said, drink some more. She, but she drank. <laughs> and then I asked Pastor Dipper to come, and I gave it to him. Did we have a conversation? Do you know what's in it? No. But I asked him to drink, and he drank it. The difference is the confidence. In the confidence of the character of the one who is asking to drink. Pastor Dibbo and I have an extended relationship over many years. So he knows that if I will ask him to drink, I cannot poison him. He is confident in the nature of our relationship that there was no hesitation whatsoever. He did not know what was inside the bottle. He did not have to ask a question or examination. There was no dissertation. Instantly, he put the bottle to his mouth and drank because faithful is the one who has asked him to drink. And when we are talking about expectations, the second pillar is confidence in the character of the world. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, ma. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Put that on the screen. Let me show you something. God is not a man. Put Numbers 23, 19 on the screen. 
What does it say? Put it on there. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man. God is not a man. Lies cannot come out of his mouth. It is not in the nature of the one who we are speaking of. God is not a man. That's the end of discussion. In any situation, God is not a man that he should lie. God cannot lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. In other words, he will not make an action that will cause him to retrace his step and apologize because he is not the son of man that he will repent. Put it up on the screen. What's the next thing he says? 23, 19. Continue. For if he has said it, go to sleep. He says, be anxious for nothing. He says, do not worry about what you eat. If he has said it, that he will make all grace abound towards you in every situation. If he has said it, he is not a man. The character of the one that is speaking is one that cannot lie. If he has said it, put it on the screen, will he not do it? If it leaves his mouth, if his mouth forms to utter the words and he escapes his mouth, if he speaks it, will he not make it good? Joel says, I watch over my word. <laughs> if it comes out and I say it, then I watch over my word to perform it. The confidence in the character of the nature of God. What is that situation? What is that circumstance? What is that area in your life that you're worried about? Who has said it? Who has spoken it? I wrote something down. I said, what you see or experience does not negate the truth of God's word. What you see or experience does not negate the truth of God's word. What do I mean? Matthew 21, Jesus goes and he speaks to the fig tree. And he says to it, from this day forth you shall not bear any more fruit. And he walks away. He utters the words and he walks away. The word of God is living, active, energizing, full of power. On the outside, it looked like nothing had happened. Because the tree still looked like it was fruitful. But on the inside, because the word of God had gone forth, the next day, they come up and the disciples are, are, are surprised. Oh, look, the tree has dried up. And Jesus is like, of course it dried up. I spoke the word. He sent his word. He will send his word on errand and keep on walking. The word must do what it has been sent to do. The word of God cannot return to him void. In other words, it cannot come back empty-handed. It must do everything it's been accomplished. He sent his word. You, go. And he watches over his word to perform it. The story of Kenneth Hagin when he was younger, terribly sick. He said he went for a meeting 
a camp meeting, his whole left side of his face, paralyzed, disfigured. And he heard about the God who heals. So he went out in the healing line and they prayed and he said, I got my healing. But on the outside, nothing changed. And he talks about how he went to his friend's house and kept saying, I'm healed, I'm healed. And his friends were like, um, you're actually not. He said, I don't care what my face is doing, I'm healed. His friend's mother said, uh, son, son, in your face. No, 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 I, I'm, God said I'm healed, so I'm healed. And he goes to sleep. And he wakes up the next morning. And guess what? That face. Completely healed. Let's not go too far. Testimony of Thursday showers. The man comes out, believing God for his hearing. He had, he had um, cotton buds in his ear. And we prayed, and he said, it was still hurting, but, you know, he said, okay, well, I took it off. I thought maybe nothing happened. He says the next two days he was on the bus. All of a sudden, sitting down, he hears a pop. And all of a sudden, it becomes too loud. It's like, hey, it's like, like a rushing wind gone through his ear. And he said, instantly, I could hear. It doesn't matter what you see. I'm not moved by what I see, feel, sense, taste, or touch. Because everything that is seen is created from everything unseen. Because the one who has spoken it, his character, he is of such that he cannot lie. If he has said it, he'll do it. Stop, stop waiting. Or, or, or I was going to say this instead. Rather than focus on what has not happened, stop looking at the situation and trying to... to, 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 to to control or to wait or to convince yourself based on what you see. Rather, you live your life and let what you see catch up with what God has said. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm set free. I'm out of debt. Grace abounds in every area. I'm head and not tail. Whatever it is, God is not a man that he should lie, or the son of man, that he should repent. If he has said it, Jeremiah 1.12 says this, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively, somebody say actively, watching over my word to fulfill it. Psalm 37.5, put it on the screen. It says this, Psalm 37.5 says, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust him, and what will happen? Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose. The one that has the capacity and the ability and the wherewithal and the intentionality to carry out his purpose and do what? Super abundantly. More than all that we dare or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers. So even if you think you are the best prayer, your prayer no reach. Beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to what? His power. His power that is at work within us. The second pillar, the confidence in God's character. 
The third pillar, aligning with God's will. Tell me, say aligning with God's will. When you are in expectation, it involves aligning your desires with God's will. Seeking his purpose. Living that life, that yielded life so that you become a sign. God, what would you have me do? God, what would you have me say? God, where would you have me be? Abraham, leave your father's house to a place where I will show you. Talk about yieldedness. He did not ask where. God, if you say go, I'll go. He left all that he knew. He left his comfort zone. He left what was familiar. He left what was comfortable because God said, go to a place where I will show you. Sometimes God will create situations and circumstances that will force you into a place where you are uncomfortable so you can rely solely on him so he can lead you to the place that he wants to show you. But you have to be yielded. You have to trust the one. Trust in the character. You see, because if he says to a place, leave to a place where I'll show you, one, you'll so already be in a posture to say, okay. And two, you must trust in the confidence of the character of the one that's saying, come to the place where I will show you. And then when you yield in obedience and you go, 1 John 5, 14 to 15. 1 John 5, 14 to 15. Put it on the screen. 1 John 5, 14 to 15. This is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him. That if we ask, <laughs> this is what we are entitled to. This is our right. <laughs> if we ask Anything according to what that is consistent with his plan and his purpose, he what? So, you see, our prayer should be God, what is your plan and purpose for me? Let me not be where you don't want me to be. Let me not go where you don't want me to go. Let me not say what you don't want me to say. Because as long as you are in his plan and purpose, we, are in, we, are, we have the entitlement to ask for anything and he will hear us. Look at this. And we, if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that what? He hears us and listens to us. In whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us the request which we have asked from him. So the question is not, will he do it? Because we have the confidence that as long as we are aligned with his will, no good thing will he withhold from us as long as we are aligned 
with his will. So your prayer this month, Father, as I walk in signs and wonders, may I be aligned with your will. Let me not ask that which you do not want for me. Let me not go to the places that you do not want for me. Let me not be in the midst of people that you don't want me to be. Wherever you ask me to go, where you lead me, is where I will go. Mark eleven twenty four. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask in prayer, in accordance to God's will, there it is again. Believe with what? Confident trust that you have received them. And what will happen? John 15, 7, because of my time. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish. You see, a lot of times we just want to ask whatever we wish. <laughs> but you see, the first part is if you remain in me, if you abide in me, if we are in sync together, if I am dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being, if we are vitally united, then you only ask what I want you to ask. You will only say what I want you to say. You only do what I want you to do. So when you are in that unison, you are walking and you hear God say, pray for that person on the bus. Do it. Just go and... God told me to go and stand beside the boy that was screaming and not say anything. See, if it makes sense to you, it's not God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but it leadeth to destruction. If it makes sense, it doesn't make God. If it makes God, it doesn't make sense. How does God spit in the sand and put sand in the eyes of a man to restore his sight? It doesn't make sense, but it makes God. How does, how does this prophet tell Naaman to go dip seven times in the water? Dip. And leprosy. Seven times. And that he'll be whole. It doesn't make sense, but it makes God. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Lord, if you will, make us whole. He says, go show yourself to the priest. As the Bible says, as they went, they became whole. It didn't make sense, but it makes God. If I could just touch the helm of his garment, 12 years of excessive bleeding will stop. It doesn't make sense, but it makes God. Whatever God asks you to do, as long as you are yielded and you are vitally connected and you abide in him and his words abide in you, then you are a candidate for signs and wonders. It's 8 o'clock, so I'll give you the last one real quick and we'll stand up and then we'll end it. The last pillar 
Gratitude in expectation. Sorry, gratitude in anticipation. Gratitude in anticipation. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Expectation is accompanied by gratitude in anticipation of what God has done. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. What does it say? Do not be anxious or worried about what? About some things? Do not be anxious or worried about what? But in everything, every circumstance, in some circumstances, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with what? With what? With thanksgiving. With gratitude. We focus so much on what we don't have, we forget all the things he's done. You don't realize that the mouth that you need to complain is filled with breath in your lungs that comes from the one who has kept you to see another day. Oh, I don't have this, so oh, I don't have that. But the one that you have, if you never have a, a spirit of gratitude, you will never be thankful for what you have. And you despise what you have. And a lot of times when you're looking at God, God is looking at you to use what he has already given you. But if you cannot see it, you cannot utilize it. Look at me. What, what do you have in your hand? Jesus told the disciples, what do we have? We need to feed 5,000. He says, what do you have? Go and look. We have five loaves of bread and two fish. Don't despise humble beginnings. Be thankful for the five loaves of bread and two fish. Because in literally your hand is the multitude in God's hand. And all God needs is for you to be thankful. What if the man said, oh, we, 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 we definitely don't have enough. Oh, what's this? Five loaves. Five loaves cannot beat 5,000. Oh, this nonsense. We put it aside. Because no, no, no. I said, Jesus took it. Asked everyone to sit down. He blessed it. And then he broke it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. When was the last time you thanked him for all the things he had done? You might not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. No matter how bad you think you have it, there's somebody that has it worse than you. I was complaining about not having any shoes till I met a man that had no feet. Uh-huh. Every day when you wake up, I say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Then you will identify something to be thankful for. Father, that you woke me up this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Father, that I can open up my mouth because only the living have problems. This is the day that the Lord has made. It might look like I've been delayed, but it is not denial because this is the day that the Lord has made. Where others have said there's a casting down, I know there's a lifting up for me because this is the day that the Lord has made. And because it's the day, I will rejoice and be glad. In all things, because he's the one that is my sufficiency and makes everything abound. All I have is Gary. Ah, Father, I thank you for this Gary. This is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> that Gary tomorrow. Ah, Father, thank you. Because this is the day when you have, when you have an attitude of gratitude, you begin to see things that God has already provided. This is the day that the Lord has made.
a posture of faith, confidence in God's character, aligning with God's will, gratitude, gratitude. These are the four pillars of expectancy. And expectancy, like I said, expect action. Anywhere I enter, I'm expectant. Favor has gone before me, so I'm expectant. Favor surrounds me like a shield, so I'm expectant. Everything, no good thing will he withhold from me. I am expectant. He is the glory and the lifter of my head. I am expectant. He will give me a tongue that cannot be contested. I am in every good thing. Every, he can make everything abound towards me. I am expectant. Stand up very quickly. For the next two minutes, open up your mouth and begin to decree and declare. In this month of signs and wonders, in this month of signs and wonders, in this month of signs and wonders, I shall have a posture of faith. I shall see everything through the lens of faith. Everything, in every situation, God can make every good thing abound towards me in everything. I said, I lie with his will. I shall be confident that he who has begun a good work is faithful and just. And I will be thankful because this month, February was a good month. February was a great month. February was my best month yet. Now for the next two minutes, put your hand on your head and begin to decree and speak over your life. Father, as you have said it, you are not a man that you should lie. Behold, we are for signs and wonders. Everywhere we go, we go with expectation. Everywhere we go, we go with fullness of faith to do the impossible. It doesn't have to make sense, but it makes God. In the name of Jesus, in everything, for everything, in every way, you are all sufficient. You can make everything abound towards me. In the name of Jesus, no good thing, no good thing, no good thing. No good thing, huh? no good thing, huh? will he withhold her? Huh? In the name of Jesus, I will abide. Huh? I will abide. Huh? I will abide. Huh? I will abide huh? under the shadow. Huh? If I will abide in you, huh? I will be united with you. Huh? I will live according to your will. Huh? I will ask and keep on asking. I will seek and keep on seeking. I shall knock and keep on knocking. And it shall be open unto me. Huh? And I shall find her. Huh? In the name of Jesus, this shall indeed be her. Huh? My month of signs and wonders. God, make me a sign that will cause people to wonder. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I speak over my body. I speak over my mind. I speak over my soul. I speak over my spirit. In every area of my life. In everything. I have full confidence that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what I can ask think or imagine in the name of Jesus so father we thank you we give you glory we give you honor 
We seal everything with the precious blood of Jesus. And Father, as we go home today, we cover everyone here and online with the blood of Jesus. We say that this month will indeed be filled with testimonies of your signs and wonders in Jesus' name. No evil shall see these ones. No plagues shall come near their dwelling places. In the name of Jesus, they shall arrive home safely. They shall put their heads down and rest in peace. And they shall wake in peace. In the name of Jesus, none of their words that they speak will fall to the ground. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you glory, honor, adoration, and praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.